Mary had a little man, man, man. The fall. We believe that all men are created equal. To the magnificent mosaic that is America. A radio beacon to radio beacon. I have a dream. Change has come to America. Believe me. Help is on the way. Knock, knock. Who's there? Hey. It's a figment of your imagination. Randy Roach Show. Turn up your mind. On this vote, the A's are 53, the nays are 47, and this nomination is confirmed. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Congratulations. Oh, that's beautiful. So that's what it looked like from the White House yesterday as the Senate confirmed Kentaji Brown Jackson uh, to the Supreme Court. Now, of course, you know, she's a justice in waiting because uh, Breyer hasn't uh, retired and he will retire this summer. So she will be on the court once oral arguments begin for the next term of the Supreme Court. But I mean, it's just a beautiful thing. It's an amazing thing, considering what we've all been through. Okay, watching, uh, you know, Kavanaugh and and Amy and uh, Gorsuch and no, you know, uh, hearing no, no, nothing for for Merrick Garland, no, nothing for Obama's pick. I mean, we have suffered so hard on Supreme Court justice uh, nominations, confirmations, that it is especially wonderful to see not only that a confirmation could and should and did happen, but that it was a historical pick and that it was, uh, there were, uh, all right, three Republicans, three, Trace, everybody, Trace, yeah, there were three. It was Romney and Collins and, uh, you know, uh, Murkowski. But the amazing thing about uh, her is, no, she's not going to change the balance of the court. I can't even imagine, like, if she was going to change the balance of the court, what kind of moronic questions Marsha Blackburn would have asked her. I mean, we don't even know if she likes beer. (laughs) We don't even know. Nobody asked her. You know, like, uh, you know, do you like beer? What do you drink? How drunk do you get? When do you drink? When do you smoke? When do you snort? When do you shoot? We didn't even get there. We didn't get there because she's not going to change the balance of the court. The court's still going to be six conservatives and three uh, something not conservative because we don't know exactly where on the spectrum she will be. And playing that guessing game is uh, not a fruitful endeavor, right? It just isn't because when you look at like Anthony Kennedy, who was put on the court in 1988 and nominated by Ronald Reagan, you would think he would have been, you know, uh, Kavanaugh. You'd think, you know, he would have been uh, defending Squee or some such. But no, he turned out to be pretty, uh, pretty liberal. So you never know, but uh, I will say that her life experience, her real world knowledge, her meticulous uh, opinions, her careful consideration of the law, her, her personal experience as a human being is something of such great value and beauty to this here country that it's kind of hard not to celebrate what just happened in the uh, at the White House today? I mean, it, it it was it was a she gave an amazing speech. I hope you saw. It. I don't know if you saw it or not. I'll just play you a couple clips uh, from it because it was not just historical. It was really really moving and f- heartfelt and you know just beautiful. Here's as a point of personal privilege, I will share with you, Judge Jackson, that when I presided over the Senate confirmation vote. 
Yesterday, while I was sitting there, I drafted a note to my goddaughter. And I told her that I felt such a deep sense of pride and joy, and about what this moment means for our nation and for her future. And I will tell you, her braids are just a little longer than yours. <laughs> but as I wrote to her, I told her what I knew this would mean for her life and all that she has in terms of potential. Mm. So indeed, the road toward our more perfect union mm. is not always straight. Mm -hmm. And it is not always smooth. But sometimes it leads to a day like today. A day that reminds us what is possible. What is possible when progress is made. And that the journey, well, it will always be worth it. So that was Kamala. And you know, you know, it's historical just 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 right there. Just that 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 brief moment there in that clip because obviously Kamala Harris is the very first African American slash Asian, <laughs> you know, a vice president of the United States and a female to boot, introducing the newest member of the Supreme Court who will be the first black woman to ever sit on that court in its entirety and in, in the whole history of this here country. Oh, it only took 233 years to get here. Uh, but she also changes the balance of the court from, you know, a majority of white men to a majority of not white men. So it's just, just watching that right there, people are, you know, I think people are so used to the idea that we have a woman vice president and that we have a woman vice president who is a woman from Asian and uh, African uh, culture, uh, from, from heritage. I think that's like being wiped away, you know what I'm saying? Because the, all of a sudden we made all this progress, you know, fairly quickly and in under a year with, uh, you know, Joe Biden. Anyway, I just want to play uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson's uh, little, a little mashup of uh, what she said today because her speech was stunning. It was beautiful. It was, I, I had chills. I mean, it was, it was, it was historical. It was gripping. The, the moment is not lost on her. Her life has been, you know, uh, just so devoted to this 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 overcoming thing uh and she actually persisted it has taken 232 years oh, and 115 prior appointments for a black woman to be selected to serve on the supreme court of the united states oh wow that's all but we've made it We've made it, all of us, all of us. To be sure, I have worked hard to get to this point in my career and I have now achieved something far beyond anything my grandparents could have possibly ever imagined. But no one does this on their own. The path was cleared for me so that I might rise to this occasion. 
and in the poetic words of Dr. Maya Angelou, I do so now while bringing the gifts my ancestors gave. I, I am the dream and the hope of the slave. That got to his internet, yeah. I, I hope you saw it, but you needed to see it, so I wanted to make sure you saw it. <laughs> it's just, so, despite all the ugliness of the Senate Republicans, she's going to be on the Supreme Court for decades. Decades. And the ugliness will be around forever. All right, just... <laughs> You gotta find pleasure and joy in this world wherever and whenever you can. <laughs> and this this actually was uh, very uh, joyous. It really was. It, it's just an amazing thing. I mean, getting through the entire you know confirmation. It was it was almost as bad as getting through the entire Trump era. Do you know what I mean? You just have to stick it out and deal with the crap. And yes, the crap, uh, by the crap, I mean Josh Hawley and Marsha Blackburn and Ted Cruz and Mitch McConnell. Amazing. Just uh, really beautiful. Just, it's worth it. The fight. Every, why do you fight so hard? Because it's worth it. That's why. Because when good triumphs over evil, it feels like that. So we all know democracy does not look the way it ought to look. And a lot of us know that the reason is because of money in politics. I want to show you a new podcast. It's called Democracy Decoded. It's a podcast by the Campaign Legal Center. And it looks at government and it discusses innovative ways that could lead to a stronger, more transparent, accountable, more inclusive democracy. The host is Simone Leeper. And she speaks with experts from across the political spectrum and takes a deep dive into the forces fueling our election, not just in the nation's capital, but at all levels of government. Democracy Decoded will take you on a journey. It looks really into the nuts and bolts of the campaign finance system. And it looks at the effects of secret spending at both the federal and state level, explores where and how foreign governments are spending to attempt to influence American elections and our foreign policy. Uh, listen, tune in and learn more. Find it at democracydecoded.org or wherever you get your podcasts.